before you get off the golf course today, you could have some moments that will change the course of your life. Hello and welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes. With me, Peter Donahue. Back for another week, Pete. We've got, new, we've got some new hats. Yes, we feeling we're we're feeling it in these new hats. I think you know I'm very happy with with mine. Very appreciative that I didn't have to order two dozen of them, uh, and I could get away with six. And uh, now I think that I'm good for the next year. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, you you just wrapped up a lesson. I don't often see you teach anymore. What any any valuable insights well you know it was um it was a man who uh you know i had worked with uh well i would say 20 years ago or more maybe um and uh, he was the father that uh kept hung on to the gift certificate that his wife bought for him that had the expiration date uh, that i wrote on it over my dead body and so, uh, so in any case, his son, I've been working with his son, and we've had some really good success. And, uh, and so uh, Ron uh, came in just to see if there was, you know, something, something amiss with his swing and some way that he might gain a few extra yards. And I knew um, very well that he uh, is not, a, you know, a developmental kind of an athlete that's not his interest he's he's coming in to get a little bit of something mm-hmm. wants some reassurance if he doesn't need to worry he wants to know that he doesn't need to worry yeah and uh and what do we do to hit it a little bit farther you know is there something technical that that uh he might do as a way of changing how he swings or is it really just a matter of becoming more uh, to put it under an umbrella, becoming more athletic, you know, being able to uh, move from foot to foot, you know, with yeah. a rotation and, and have the mobility and stability, you know, to uh, control your balance uh, from t- toe to heel uh, across your your foot line and uh, and then hurl the weight you know, very fast, you know, how fast can you do it without losing your stability? Uh, and so, so it was really, um, so in watching him, um, you know, and, and determining what we would do or not do today, it was really more like, well, let's see what happens when you just start to get more exercise, when you exercise your swing. Cause this guy, uh, exercises himself with resistance training on a regular basis. He's had a hip replacement. He believes in working out. Mm-hmm. And so he's already got that motor in his life. And so um, he says, you know, he he can't hit a lot of balls when he goes to the driving range because he's only got so many swings in him. He's 61 years old. And so for me, you know, to make a a judgment as far as like, well, how can I best serve this this man? And I've really thought what he was doing with his swing. I love the way he was, you know, getting his body to turn. He didn't. He he seems to not have a lot of of hip mobility, and um, and so 
as I looked at him, I thought, well, if he worked with his trainer and asked his trainer to specifically help him with gaining mobility between his, 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 his hips, um, that would be good. And if he just kept his hand in by making, you know, 10 to 15 swings every day, and uh, and maybe you know yeah. uh, right-handed and left-handed, sure. sort of like the the speed sticks yeah. mm-hmm. concept, that he could get his swing speed, which started off today, you know, at uh, eighty-three miles an hour, if he could increase that without losing, um, you know, solid contact, and in the course of the session, um, you know, just swinging and not really trying so so much to swing that much harder, but he did register 88 miles an hour by the time we were done so to me it's 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 uh it's just a doing and an exercise thing for him that i would recommend and perhaps uh before he leaves for florida for the next you know three months that um that we might you know go through the speed sticks protocol or something similar to that to give him something to do while he's down there yeah that's great um well i have some uh you know, more ideas and theories of, of the game and teaching, but um, kind of to segue, uh, segue in, our uh, Chris is at the Golf Magazine Top 100 Teachers Conference, and ah. he just spent, he spent an hour just one-on-one with Mike, with Hebron. Oh, for crying out yeah. loud. How about that? He sent me That's a picture cool. today. That's so, very cool. Jeez, I'm... I'm excited to hear about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he's getting his head shrunk by <laughs> my, by my. <laughs> yeah, so um, you know some of the, uh, the the topic I want to talk about today is uh, kind of like big picture concepts as opposed to small details mm-hmm. in the swing. So that's another kind of big thing from from Hebron that the brain works best in in like big picture ideas, not in small details, mm-hmm. and so. Sometimes this is easier, you know, easier to figure out when when coaching than others. Um, for example, if someone's, you know, if someone's someone's slight for someone slicing, the club path is very, you know, out to in or a negative number. Um, it's pr- it's pretty simple. You through like ribbon club and other you know other training ways to be like, well, could you do a swing to first base? Could you do a swing to third base? Could you do a swing to second base? And you could get them. Not you, you know, hitting a draw pretty quickly through that change of like a big picture concept. Um, things like sw- swinging with with tension or swinging the weight of the club, right? S- stuff like the melee helps kind of train, and and you can see, uh, you know, translate to the swing. But then there's other times where it's like this person's swing is, let's say, from a technical perspective, is just there's a f- just a few things wrong with it. And it just seems like you have to you have to talk about it. And in those instances, it it just goes for me goes right back to just like traditional instruction. Like, let's take a video. Let me show you. And I you know I'm trying to explain it in a good you know a way that they understand. But it still goes back to like me telling them, giving them the answers, as opposed to these things we've been talking about with like self discovery and. Um, Help having the student kind of be centered as opposed to them feeling like they're doing something wrong. So, but, but this week I ha- feel like I've had a breakthrough. I've got a new idea. 
And so Fantastic. I'm going to present, you know, I want to present it to you and, and to our listeners. And I'm interested in what you think. And if maybe there's, you know, it's kind of just the, the first idea of this. So, so it can happen in a couple different instances. But, but the first, I want you to pretend, I want you to pretend you're a student mm-hmm. and you're, chip, you're chipping and you don't, you don't use your body at all. You don't rotate. There's no body. It's all arms mm-hmm. for your chipping. Mm-hmm. And so that's, um, we did. De- and I, I determined that like, we need to get the bo- your body and arms working together. So in times like this, I would maybe be like, you know, in the past be like, Hey, you know, Peter, you got to get your arms and body working together. Maybe like, you know, when you throw a baseball or something, you know, you, you would kind of use your arms and body together. So we're going to try to do that in the swing and, Maybe I'd show them a follow-through position where they're more turned, and then have them try to do that. Mm-hmm. But this time it's a little bit different. So I got I got this picture. I've got I've got three arrows written down. Uh, an arrow that's that's up and down. It's vertical. Uh, a horizontal arrow and a side-to-side arrow. So my question for you is which which arrow best represents the golf swing? Well, uh, I think that arrow, the middle, the middle, the diagonal arrow. Mm-hmm. Why do you think so? Well, because uh, the 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 um, the club is reaching to the ground, yes, and uh, the uh, the club is an extension of the arms, which are hanging from your shoulders. Yep. And so there's a uh, we want the ball to go forward. Yep. So we want some side to side action. Mm-hmm. We want the this yeah, yeah. action on the bottom, mm-hmm. and yet. Um, uh, because um, the ball is 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 on the ground, we need a little bit of up and down action yeah. to reach it. So mm-hmm. we need a little bit of both of those things. We need some rise and we need some run. Yep. Yeah, you're you're, uh, you're correct. The answer. You know, Thank well, you. <laughs> I feel most, a lot better now. <laughs> most people are really con- when I ask them that are really confused. They don't they don't have an idea of which one. Can they pick the one? Eventually, they can, but they're conf- they're first. They're caught off guard. Uh-huh. They don't know. They're they're not quite sure. Uh, they're not quite sure. Um, another answer. The answer I like to arrive at is that the and it's simple. If we want to be as simple as possible, the the, the club is built on a diagonal. Ah, there so you it's go. let's the more we can swing it on a diagonal, the better it's going to be, right? If you had a base, then I ask you which. If we were playing baseball, what which arrow would the baseball baseball being kind of side to side the up and downs harder like if you're serving a volleyball overhand or yeah. playing one of those uh or your, the, the or ring you, in the bell at the at the county, county fair, fair. Yep, yep that would be kind of the or up a softball and down. pitcher a softball pitcher there you yeah. go yep yep the up yep. and down the whip yep the whip okay and so we so we've decided we've come to the conclusion together at the side to side or the diagonal line is what we're kind of going for mm-hmm. okay um then let me. This is maybe not as the. You'll you'll follow my my line of thinking. Mm-hmm. This is not perfect for your particular case study, but it, it I think we'll get there eventually. Um, the the role of of the body. Let's say we want we want to use our body in our swing. When you do your full swing, you you rotate your body from side to side. Mm-hmm. What uh, which arrow does that? Uh, what way does the body move the club? This bottom one, the bottom, the side to side yep. arrow, Does right? Because side side. Yep. Yep. if you, I mean, you could dump, you could imagine if you, all you did was rotate, the club wouldn't even get in the air at all, right? Right. Or maybe right. just a little bit because you're tilted over. Um, 
So if the body does the side to side, then what do we need the arms to do? We need the arms or the or the and the wrists to be creating the up. They have to do the up and down because that's the only way we'll get to the the side to side arrow. And so for you who you don't have any you don't have any body rotation you're chipping, uh, that means your arms must be doing the side to side. Side to side too. Yeah. And so that's not that's not ultimately going to work. So we're going to have to we're going to have to try to get the arms going a little up and down so we can get this this sideways mm-hmm. arrow or the diagonal arrow that we're going for. Mm-hmm. Sorry, are you up, you know? Are you up I, for I, it makes sense? Yes, yeah. No, no. I I mean I think you're you're building it. And so from there this this kind of like framework of the the three different arrows you can frame kind of like so many different things as mm-hmm. you go throughout, you know, as we go throughout the lesson, as we go throughout full swing, you'll be able to pick them up quickly of, as far as like which uh, the up and down arrow, um, let's say we have too much up and down in our backswing with our hands. That's going to lead to a club path. Which direction? Oh, interesting. If we have too much up and down, with our, is that going to affect the path of the swing? Mm. Let's just say from a big picture, my hands are kind of straight up and down, very like a merry-go-round yeah. or a Ferris uh, wheel swing. I would say that uh, I would say that they're going to go left. They're going to go left, and probably for slice. right-handed yep, golf. For a, yep, a right-handed golfer is going to make it go left, which can make it slice. So for that person, would need more of the uh, the around or the side-to-side arrow with the hands. And then let's say cl- let's talk about. I do this a lot with wrists as well, like lots of people who hinge their wrists where their left hand bows mm-hmm. in the backswing. You can ask, you can literally have them do the up and down arrow with the, uh, you know, ch- basically ring in the bell at the county fair mm-hmm. and that, and do that action versus kind of the slapping action, which this is kind of getting back to when, when your junior essentials swing sculpting station that you and Todd Patterson <laughs> yeah, do you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Like yeah, five yeah. years ago, where the, yeah. you would, with the sticks, hit hit the up and down, hit the side to side, hit the diagonal, and so um, I guess we're like coming full circle some of this stuff. Um, <laughs> yes, but is. so now you can. But so what I like is connecting. You connect that up and down with. Okay, that's actually that would open the club face. The side to side would close the club face, and then uh, in. Th- in theory, right? You know, you could have well, all no, sorts of different things. You can, yeah, no, no, no. I think, I think that's, I, I like where you're going. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah. And so for someone who's, if their, you know, their wrist is too bowed at the top of their backswing, mm-hmm. let's say it's causing, what they are not able to hit the ball in the air because the club face is too shut. You can show them just like right in front of them, have them do the two different wrist motions and pay attention to what that wrist is doing you know, right in front of them when they can see it, right? Mm-hmm. This one opens, this one closes. Mm-hmm. Now let's swing at the top of your swing. Which one are which one are you? Are you the one that's opening or closing? Mm-hmm. And then they can kind of piece together. Piece it together. Because we've already they've already decided they want the the diagonal. You know, they yep. want the side to side, so they're hap- they're on board with, and they they understand kind of like big picture where you're going with, with the swing. I like the I like the thinking. I like the 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 idea that you want to get them, you know, agreeing right from the beginning that this 
this makes logic that they want to move in this direction in order to be successful and that um, you know uh, that everywhere along the way you have um, you know structured your questioning and your and your stuff in such a way that they're going to keep saying yes but if they sure. say no then you know then okay we need to double back because we haven't created understanding somewhere along the line here right sure. Well, yeah, or you at least have this kind of line of thinking or this big, this like North Star idea that you're going for. Yeah. As opposed to just um, someone's wrist is too bowed at the top. So I say, hey, your wrist is too, too bowed. bowed. We got to, we got to. Yeah, that's no good. Yep. We, it's going to make the ball go left. And you, you wouldn't say, you know, we wouldn't, of course, say, like, I wouldn't be like, it's no good. I know you're not saying I would say that either. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I would do it in a, in theory, a thoughtful way. Like, hey, your wrist could be, you know, could be cupped or bowed. Yours is bowed. Let's try to get it more cupped. And they'd be like, oh, okay. But they don't, there's no big picture idea associated with that. So that, in theory, that thinking doesn't, or that, that way of teaching and coaching doesn't, you know, stick long term, which I've found, like, absolutely to be true. That, like, certain technical detail, like, you just keep coming back to them over and over and over again. Is um, that right? Yeah. Yeah. Even for people who you would expect, well, this is a really, you know, that's a good player. They're going to, they're going to get it. They know, they know what we're, you know, talking about here. Yeah. And then that, you know, they, they just, they just don't, it's hard to, it's hard to change things kind of in the swing. Um, yeah. For me, I've, I have, uh, in my swing, my, I tend to have too much of the, the side to side arrow. Over, you know, my uh, back, two. You know, two, two inside, say under the plane in the takeaway, which comes from turning my body, but then also like my hands moving side to side too much instead of instead of up. And whenever people have talked, you know, I know this to be true, you know, to be true, and I can see like, oh, maybe it would be better to be more on plane in the way back. And so people have, you know tried to show me or help me feel what the right thing is to do with my hands, but it's been really hard to, for some reason, my brain just thinks like that's, that's, it just feels wrong. Right. And I don't see the results that soon. And so I'm like, well, is it actually that, that important or, or whatnot? Mm -hmm. But I feel like if I had had, if I had a big picture idea like this of like the body moves side to side. So the arms have to actually, provide some lift yeah and like you need both of those like i didn't i guess i was used to seeing my swing on on video where it's all all you see is that side to side arrow so it's almost like i think my hands have to do that oh interesting almost right i I never had like the connection of like well okay the body does this the, the arms need to do this yeah um yeah in search of this big picture thing well um you know i think that uh, i think that the things that that i love the idea of the big picture thing i mean in the you know in the first place this this uh, reminds me of when chris uh some time back was was talking about jim hardy and what Jim Hardy was teaching in terms of of like uh, balancing out the mm-hmm. those things in the swing that create up and down and those things in the yep. swing that create 
flattening. Yeah. And um, and if you got too many, mm-hmm. too many of one versus the other, you're going to have some sort of an error. Yeah. And to get to a place where you could, you know, say, uh, "Oh, I see. I have a choice with my hands here, and the choice that I'm making is a flattening hinge." Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now, if I take it more inside or more straight back, you know. More inside is flattening. Yep. More straight back makes the club go up. Yep. You know, so oh well, I've got two flattening ideas yeah. in mm-hmm. what I'm doing, and you're, yeah, you're right. And if, if that can lead you, this logic that you've set up beforehand goes well. Where the heck am I getting my lift from? Mm-hmm. And it leads yeah. you to now. The, what happens with the club face? The club face. You know, does the I, I think you have to go into that a little bit, you know, okay. and what I mean by that is with the club in front of you, if mm-hmm. I took the club up and and cupped my wrist and just lowered it from a club, cupped position, yep. you know, I could show myself how that opens yeah. the club face. Mm-hmm. And if I take it and I and I you know, and I go back yep. and I hood it and mm-hmm. I bring it you know, sure. whatever from that position, yeah, so yeah, so yeah. I can show myself because just because it goes uh, up and down doesn't necessarily mean that it opens mm. until you know until yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, you know, yeah. it could just go up and down it, mm, and stay sure. square. But if yeah. you cup it a lot, mm-hmm. you know, f- yeah. from a certain grip, you can then lower it and show yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see that yeah. that is an opening move. Yeah. So as long as you work that piece right. of it out, then I think then your whole argument goes together. Because the the hinging up and down with the wrists yep. does add up and down. Mm-hmm. It adds and and the and when the wrist goes back and and the shaft actually goes underneath the bones in your forearms, mm-hmm. you know, that's flat. Yeah. Or that's that's a flattening mm-hmm. move. But make sure that you, uh, because my objection to uh, to the things, the arguments that teachers would make with me is sometimes there's a logical leap where there's not really a connection. There's just sort of an assumed connection. Well, of course, you know, if we do this, then that's going to close the club face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, wait a minute. <laughs> I think you're I think you're selling me a bill of goods here. Yeah. You know, I don't see that yet. And you may get people, you know, nodding in agreement because they don't want to look stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but until we've closed that that question, it's just like you're playing, a, you know, a kind of a shell game, in my opinion. Sure. You know, like, oh, well, you know, see, the suit fits that's perfectly. The, yeah, yeah. I, um, that's, that's kind of a, a tangent, but we'll get, it all connects. I came up with another new game this, this week <laughs> that I uh, – where I went around to other coaches on st- you know on staff and I showed them a video of one of my students who who was previously a shanker but now is hitting it off the, everything off the toe and I just took a video from that that lesson and I said I said hey like can you tell me why like why is he hitting it why is he shanking it today and they of course gave me a, an answer like you know well this does this and then that does that and then that's why he's he's 
shank, you know, shanking. And then I said, well, he's actually hitting off the toe. He's not shanking it. <laughs> and they just got mad. <laughs> I don't think anyone understood. Uh, and one person actually said, one person said, oh, it looks like he actually is hitting it off the toe. <laughs> and And so that person was technically right, but they were just, that person was happy that they were right. They still didn't. <laughs> They didn't understand the concept either. Um, <laughs> that that just like we always try, uh, we all you know we try as coaches or or even like people or anyone you try to make all these connections of like, well they do, they do this in their takeaway and now that makes them <laughs> lift up, lift up and then now on the way down they have to try to get it back on plane and so that's why they're, you know whatever shanking it, but like. Actually, what if none of it is actually true? It's not a fun. It's not a fun game. I know you'd appreciate it, but no one else. It's too far ahead of its time. I'm like, like. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. You need an evolved. Uh, <laughs> you need an evolved state of being in order to laugh at yourself <laughs> when yeah. you've just been <laughs> exposed. <laughs> well, I'll admit that the you know it's it puts me in a it like it's an unfair position a little bit because it makes them think I'm just trying to like be smarter than them or something, yes. which is not which which the point is kind of like my connections are wrong too. Like we're all you know all of our connections are wrong. Like maybe. Maybe the connections that we all seem to agree upon, like, aren't actually, you know, are right. Um, that's yes. the question. It's like it's yes. getting at. It's yes. not. It's not getting at. Like, oh, can you pick out? Uh, can you tell what's happening here? You know, it's like drawing a lampshade, and uh, you know, and doing it with lines. You know, you're not actually painting what you or drawing what you see. You're drawing what you think you see. Hmm. Sure. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, you don't see the circles and the things like mm-hmm. that. You just see light, right? Yeah. But but it, it sort of reminds me of uh, uh, one of uh, Kahneman and Tversky, the two uh, behavioral psychologists that, uh, uh, you know, have come up with uh, such uh, amazing uh, uh, discoveries about how human beings mind and thinking really works and and one of the things is that we the tendency for us to make a story up out of very little information Mm. and just and and, and be able to tell a whole story out of like two two facts that may or may not be related to each other (laughs) they just happen to be coincidental Mm. and we can come up with like yeah Yeah, oh no his wife left him you know and yeah she found him cheating or what what yeah yeah oh you heard her say not again and and you know whatever it was somebody somebody did a play one time in a workshop that i was in and they took five lines famous iconic lines from five different movies like one of them was butch cassidy and the sundance kid was like who are those guys and 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 they just put them together and it was a man and a woman on a stage and the guy comes in and and these five lines go back and forth and some people and and uh the the whoever was running the uh, the workshop said so what's going on here, hmm. and so those of us who dive into the stories yeah. had already made up the story. She was leaving him, you know. She hmm. found him. That's not this, that, and the other thing. And then there are other people in the room that said, "No, no, you're trying to get us to 
you know, do this. So they were not, they were not being absorbed mm-hmm. by the story. They were standing outside of the, of the whole yeah. thing and wondering what the ulterior motive of the, the coach was in this thing. So we all, you know, uh, you know, we do have a, a Kahneman called these heuristics, which I guess are what what he meant by that is tendencies, strong tendencies of the human mind to follow certain patterns, and that's mm-hmm. you know where yeah. frequency, something repeated very often, becomes true. Sure. Biases in this direction, mm-hmm. that direction, all that, and you've just uncovered another one, and that is, yeah. we've all got a theory about. Yeah, just like searching for connections. I yeah. mean, I think I've yeah. heard of similar studies uh, of like, co- yeah, making connections when maybe they're not there, or just like the brain, you know, wants to put the story together in a way in a way that makes sense, even if it, you know, even if it doesn't. Even if it has, you know, yeah. because you're not, you're not, you're not like uh, you're not trying to be, you're not trying to be deceitful. No. By, but that's just like what you're sub you you want to do subconsciously. Like subconsciously, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't think to say, "Is that really happening?" Yeah, you know, it, am I seeing a shank here, or am I seeing a toe hit? Sure, yeah. You know, it's like no. Before we even see anything clearly, we've got opinions mm-hmm. that get in the way of we see what we believe. Well, yeah. this guy's shanking. Oh, well, oh. Yeah. Okay, so now what I'm seeing is shanks, even when that's not actually what yeah. <laughs> what's being portrayed yeah. on the screen. Yeah, and then I mean, he, for the student, like I went back, found an older video when he was shanking, and there's basically no like discernible <laughs> no difference. difference right? <laughs> I so I could have done the opposite. You know, I could have done the opposite. Yes, you know, the opposite game, and so it's not it's not like oh, we need to train our you know train our eyes to get better at you know, finding things, it's like these things aren't, aren't actually there, but we think. I, do I see smart. him falling towards the ball? Yeah. Do I see him reaching out farther than, sure. oh, my gosh, that used to make me crazy. Yeah. I'd put lines on the screen for the hands, and I'd go, gee, the hands don't seem to be coming out or whatever it was. That it was. They're still, yeah. He's like, How's he doing that? You know, I must <laughs> yeah. have the camera in the wrong place, and probably that was it, you know, or 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 something. But it was, uh, you know, a lot of times, um, as you said, um, you know, and as Mike says, it's, it, you know, the description of the golf swing is two turns and a swish. The turns are pretty easy to see. Sure. The swish ain't. <laughs> yeah. You know, what in the world is happening? You know, and that's why, um, you know, uh, the high speed uh, stuff is 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 really fantastic for, you know, picking those picking up those things. But stuff like how you're positioning, you know, your camera and stuff. And then and then the question is, okay, now that you've properly diagnosed it and you see what physically is happening, what is going to make the change? Yeah. And like, as Mike says, it's usually a big idea. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Cause even if you get the video, like when I hear people talk about the swing and they, t- you know, they take a video of it and they're like, well, you're, you know, think similar things we've talked about of like, well, you're, you know, your takeaway is too inside. And so you let, you lift it up and then, yeah, and then you do this on the way down. It's like th- 
the person d- doesn't know they're doing any of that. Yeah. They're just swing. They're just trying to hit a golf ball. Yeah. They don't have any consciousness to this whole thing, this whole story that you just told them about what they're doing and why this causes this and this causes this. So right. it, it ultimately is meaningless to them because they're not experiencing any of it. And so yeah. you could try to like, I guess if you wanted to, if you want to go down this route, route, the first step you'd have to do is actually like help them experience all those different things. But you better actually be sure that that's actually what's happening. Right. <laughs> which right. which right. is easy to kind of do in slow motion. But like when there's there's just a lot going on that it might not be, uh, you know, the story you're telling. No. And, and I think and I, I personally um, I personally would like you know, a time to consider and, and time to, um, you know, experiment because just as you've said, it's one thing to, to have the story and the chain of causative events clear in your own mind. It's another thing to communicate to the student what they ought to do. Sure. You know, and it's like it, it, um, that's where the, you know, the learning and experience and standing next to people with more experience like Stan and Hank and you and me who've, you know, who've been around the block a few times and uh, tried different things and, um, you know, would say, uh, listen, you know, I think some people like like Hank, I think, as a for instance, is able to see things and, and yeah. unravel them pretty quickly. Yeah. And um, and the way that he then presents the, the, the situation or the, the dilemma and then the fix mm-hmm. is like a, a skillful presentation. Sure. Um, other people, you know, that say, all right, I'm not going to go into an explanation about the fix. I'm just going to say, why don't you try this? Mm-hmm. You know, like Stan Utley's taking yeah, the Sharpie and sure. drawing the dot on the face of the mm-hmm. club and just telling the student to hit it with yeah. a hit it with a dot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's big picture, yeah. you know, and, and, and we didn't have to. We can say before or after the fact how it worked. Yeah. Or sure. You know, what yeah. what's what's what what is working. Yeah. The the inspiration for these arrows came from when I watched I watched uh Haney do a ninety minute Hank Haney do a ninety minute lesson with someone who had to be ten ten handicap or so. And it was basically he talked about his takeaway was the only like the only thing I talked about the whole time. He just kept kinda like repeating the same thing over and over and he would occasionally like point out a couple numbers on TrackMan and say, you know, this has caused, you know, these things will get better or we got to get both of these right at the same time. Like you're getting one, but not the other things like, and it was like very, uh, you know, there are some things that, you know, Hebron would say were not the best, uh, you know, I think Haney's part of his thing. He's like, these people are getting a bucket list lesson from Hank Haney. So they want, they want to learn the information from him. Right. So I think that like the motivation almost is already there, right? That they're here and they're, they're paying for it. But the, you know, he, the student said like, Oh, I, I'll, I just got to do the, the Haney mechanics and then I'll be, then everything will work out. So that's a very, that's just a different perspective on it of like, Oh, I'll do your way. And that will help me be, be better as opposed to like a, 
you know, more like empowering the student to like see what they have. Um, but it was, so I think Haney's not trying to do the Michael Hebron's like the best, uh, I don't know, a student centered approach, which is okay. Everyone has, it makes a different kind of choice. I, and I don't necessarily think one's better or worse than the other, but kind of like, I was like, okay, he's doing this. He's so, the takeaway is like so important to him and like getting the club in balance that he would just spend 90 minutes on it. And it's like, well, that I better think about, you know, how, how I, how much importance I put on that. Cause in times I haven't put, you know, I haven't put that much on it. Um, yes. And so like seeing him do it, it's like, oh wow, like this must be a maybe more important thing than, than I'm thinking of. And so now like, how can I, how can I communicate it in a way that is going to be helpful for people? Cause when I just like, no one's coming for like an Andy Hayes golf lesson where they're, you know, dying at my every word. Right. And so it's like, how can I, you know, teach them to do these things and make it, make it stick as opposed to just kind of like, you know, putting something down to swing over this or whatever. Um, Yes. Or, you know, getting, uh, yes, I think that, um, like you say, uh, Hank, um, there's a certain, uh, well, in the first place, uh, you can't, it's hard to argue with success. Of you course. Know, if people yeah. make change, sure. then that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. And his, his persistence, you know, is a, um, is a marvel to watch. You know, I mean, to me, it's like, it's like, okay, here's somebody who, really uh, gets the principle that that uh what you're saying to somebody is not going to be heard if they only hear it once sure yeah you know i mean like you say he'd just keep saying it mm-hmm. different ways coming back at different ways different ways different ways and and uh, uh it sort of reminds me of um when we started um we started our original training. It was called Rhythmic Swing, and it was an experience. It was a, an experience of the swing uh, through uh, exercises about how the, the swing looked and felt and, um, and sounded. And however, you know, you could sense it. And, and you've seen we, we started with, you know, with uh, swinging ribbon clubs you know, to see the, the slant and the circular motion and the different paths. And, the, and uh, then we threw impact bags to feel the connection of the body and, and how the weight shift and the rotation transferred energy into the, the weight and then how we hurled it with a sequential movement and, and, and on and on and on. At any rate, when we started the training, we had a script that we followed, and, a, and, a, and, and originally we did three classes that were absolutely identical. And people would, <laughs> I can't tell you the number of times people said to us at the end of the third class, wow, that was really a good lesson today. That was the best lesson we've had so far. And it was absolutely <laughs> was the same. The same. Wow. But... Because it had been repeated and they had a chance to experience sure. these things more than once, they got more out of it yeah. by the time we'd reached the third, yeah. iter- you know, the third run through again. And so, so um, 
I think that um, I think that the skill, you know, of creating big picture ideas or or sort of is some of it is a is a skill of being able to put yourself into another person's body and, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and empathize with them to the point of, you know, like starting to exercise yourself, like really feeling what it, what it would be like to swing in that body yeah. and, and move as that body is moving. And sometimes you gain insight into, oh, <laughs> oh, I get it. No wonder they move like this. Because of the way they're standing, because of the way their eye line is, because of the way their hand is is positioned or squeezing on the club, and um, and I think that that's you know part of the um, how you get these insights, you know, is is sometimes just as magical as um, you know as changing somebody's swish by saying. Act as if you're going to do this. And, uh, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, something, all of a sudden the tumblers fall into place and and, and they're doing something uh, that's really magical. Now, the, the, the question, you know, is in, in if you have somebody do something like that and there's, a, there's this breakthrough, like yeah. you put the dot with the Sharpie on the face mm-hmm. of the club and then they... One of the things that I've noticed over the years is that there's a tendency, strong tendency, for human beings to um, to find their way back to familiar ideas mm-hmm. and to take some of these fixes where they that were like miracles. Like, how do you do that? All I needed to do was think about the dot on the face, and everything changed, yeah. right? And it doesn't last. Sure. Somehow their mind finds a way to overcome these new additional thoughts to return to, oh, that feels good. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, that feels good. That's familiar to me, mm-hmm. you know, now. So, so I think that sometimes, you know, preparing them, there's the magic trick inside the show, inside the lesson. And then there's the reality or grounding them in you're going to go home now and the yep. anesthetic is going to wear off <laughs> sure. in eight yep. hours. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, and I don't mm-hmm. want you to panic. Here's what I want you to do. You know, yeah. I want you to mm-hmm. take a cotton ball and line three of them up and clip off one, then the yeah. other, then the other. Or, yeah. you, know, I, you know what yeah, I'm saying? No, I, I mean, it's, there's got to be some of that yeah. because... Yeah, no, and that's why I think starting with these three arrows mm-hmm. um, in, in a few lessons I did it with, with some adult students. Um, Cause you also say there, there are students either going to go back to what's familiar or they're going to overdo it. Right. Right. Exactly. So, so it's like, let's just say the up and down hinge with their wrist. I yep. connect like they were, let's say they were too closed or too, too much side to side. We had to get more up and down. But if you set it up with these three things of like, hey, we're just trying to get to this like middle ground or this diagonal slant. If you keep doing, if all you take away is like, oh, I got to hinge my wrists more up and down. That worked for today. But if you keep on that, eventually like it's going to start missing to the right. And so like 
you're you need to see that like this is just something that influences kind of like where we're going from a, a more like the big picture they can see the big picture and see how like risks influence it and just because they have it today doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna have it next week but like they have a better overall idea of like what needs to happen and they're more capable to make adjustments. Yes. I think that, that having a more of an idea that they have options and that the options can work. Yeah. And that, you know, that, that's a huge result from a lesson. I think, Oh, Mm -hmm. I can do something different. And despite the fact that it's unfamiliar to me, I produced a result. Yeah. That's, you know, that's encouraging and, and I know it can work. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, okay, so um, what else? You know, what else do you need? Do, do, you, do you need to know that what we did today was, was pull you away from an extremity, an extreme position, mm-hmm. that if you continue to do this, we'll take you to another extreme? Yeah. You know, or do are we clear or are we on the road to, to, to building... Uh, a sense that you you will strongest place for you is to know that you can find it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and if that's a result of your training, yeah. well, I would say you've you've hit pretty pretty spot. two good places. Yeah. So I'm interested in thinking more about this or just think try to find out if there are other things like this out there. I'm sure there are. Like you mentioned, like Jim Hardy's, like almost like a staircase, right? Every time you go up in the swing, every time you go up, there's a, there's got to be an over, right? And so he would, what he said. I remember when hearing about that from Chris is like you could list out, make a list of all the things that are, you know, making it go side to side, and all the things that are making it go up, and like you could try to equal it out. Um, that makes that makes it sound so complicated to me. Well, you know, it's uh, if you had if you had a, a like a balance sheet, if yeah. you had an AI balance sheet, yeah. and 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 all, and you and you went in and you checked off all of these mm-hmm. things. You know, this is either neutral, yeah. or it's a flattener, yeah. or it's a it's a elevator. Yeah. So maybe it was done in the way of like this is good. This would be a good practice for coaches to do in their, you know, Correct. in their head, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. But I, I did see like since we talked about that, like there were coaches here who would like list out those things for the student. Yep. You know, you do this, 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 and this, 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 this. So we got to change this and this and this. Yeah. Which that to that to me is making it. That's not like a big like a global like big picture idea of like what we're trying to accomplish with the swing. It's too in my opinion, too, like, small detail-oriented and confusing. And so yes. if, I, I guess I'm just, like, interested in other, like, big-picture th- theories like this one, that where you can, as opposed to being like, hey, your swing has five shallows and three steeps, and we need to get we need to get them balanced, um, th- that now makes them think about all these different parts in the swing that they're not even aware of. Right. So what's the what's, what's the, the big picture? What, what what are we going for here? Is it, you know, because an arrow like an arrow is just like an arrow on a paper. Like the person, I, I agree, the person doesn't necessarily like experience that either in their swing. They don't maybe don't know that it's going up or going around. And so, I guess that could be a place that this could be 
developed further, but at least I, I'm intrigued by the, the starting point of, of learning it being like, here's, this is what we're going for. Clubs built at a slant. We're going to try to make it slant the best we can. And here are things that influence that. Um, yeah. And so far people have been, they've like, they, it's brought clarity to them. I think if you, you know, if you can say, you can say, well, you know, if, if, if a swing has too many flats in it, yeah. it will have a hard time, you know, striking yeah, a yeah. low point with mm-hmm. any kind of, cause, cause, because why? Yeah. Well, because it's like, a, it's, it's what, whatever you want to say. I've sometimes said in the past, it's like a woman's skirt that's uh-huh. doing a spin. You know, it rises. Mm. So sure. if you get too flat and you're just going around yourself by yeah. dragging the club on the ground, mm-hmm. if you try to hit the ball with it with a swing, your, your, your arms and your hands will tend to fly the club mm. up in the air and leap right over the ball. Okay. And so if you said, well, so if we got too many flats... Yeah. We're not going to be able to strike the ball yeah. off the ground. Mm. And if we have too many steeps, we will have no forward momentum right. to hit the ball forward. We'd yeah. be great driving the ball into the ground, but so 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 things that are too steep, what what's what can we say about that? You know, it's it will be uh angled down too sharply, not enough forward momentum. If we, or if we're, t- you know, too flat, then we, the challenge of making solid contact with the ball is, is too great. You know, you, you're playing a game that's too hard, too hard to play. Yeah. And so, how can we find this slant in the middle? Now, if you said, um, if you in your own mind listed all these things, yeah, yeah. but you were somewhat doubtful about what the one right one might mm. be, because maybe elevating with their wrists is yeah. they've got an insistence against it yeah. or an insistence to keep doing what they're doing. You know, mm-hmm. I should say a resistance to change sure. or an insistence on this one position. Yeah. Then where are we going to get the – if we're not going to go there, where are we going to mm-hmm. go? Yeah. So, you know, that from from you knowing what all these checkboxes of, of flats and sharps yeah. are in yeah. your mind – you know, you crafting a presentation to them that says, without, like, going into all yeah. of this stuff, how would you go about saying, well, there's too many, uh, there's a few things in your swing that are causing it to be too much around or sure. too flat. Yeah. And so we need to see if we can change yep. one of them. Mm-hmm. And so let's yeah. see which one that might be. Sure. Yeah, and that's um, the all the discussion amongst golf. Ninety nine percent of the discussion amongst golf coaches is like, well, what are the like what are the steeps and flats, and which ones are more important than others? Mm. Meaning, like George Genkis wouldn't wouldn't mind an inside takeaway. Say like you need to rotate to swing fast and consistent. So you actually want the club to be as shallow as possible. Cause when you rotate that steepens the club. And so it balances itself out. That's his, that's his plus and minus thing where I'm sure Hank Haney would, would say something different would talk about how, like if that club's actually off plane, you're going to be fighting to get it back on plane. And now you're not going to 
strike as much. And then, you know, Mike Bender and all everyone would have a different way of describing things like this. But no one's talking about, like, how are we going to present this to the student in a way that they're going to understand it? And be, yep. you know what I mean? And so, yep. like, the big picture idea. And so, that's what yep. I think that's what I'm interested in. And mm-hmm. I am, I, I think that's what's kind of like missing out there. So, well, I mean, there's no doubt that as you move in this direction, you'll become a, you know, a master communicator. I mean, because it's, you know, it's, it's driven by a student centered approach. Right. I mean, if, if you just wanted to be the smartest guy in the room, right? Well, then you you just lay out your your math, your doctorate yeah. thesis every mm-hmm. time you somebody stepped into your teaching studio, right? And right. Read them chapter and verse, and they they go, "Gosh, I really got a lot out of that today." I mean, you can't imagine how smart this guy is. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he help you? Well, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's a it's a process, and uh, I didn't we didn't really get too far in it today, but you know, he he certainly showed me how smart he was, <laughs> you know. And I mean, like you say, I mean, some people are just paying for that. Sure, you know that that's why they came. You know, they they want all of that, all of that. But, um, uh, but that's part of your read. Right, this guy's a scientist. Mm. He needs sure all he kinds that. of data, mm-hmm. and you know, and all. But this guy's not. This guy's a, you know, yeah. uh, social, you know, it's something different. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a, he's not he's not you know, he's like a, a seven year old kid. You yeah. know, you've only got five seconds. You know, yeah. <laughs> and that kind of thing. So yeah. I think that that you're. Um, so I, I love I love the the way you're going and, um, you know it's it it uh, marks your um, it's directing your journey and it's and, you know it's on a it's on a fruitful path I think. Great, appreciate it. Thanks. I'm I'm interested if you have any ways to develop. I'll be back at you. All right. All right. Thank you. Hey. Thanks, Andy. Before you get off the golf course today, you could have some moments that will change the course of your life. 